My mother left me when I was a newborn. I cried and I cried and I cried. The hot potato feeling, where do you belong? Who wants that? Who wants that? I ended up in hospital. And when I came back and I could finally walk again, someone was sitting at my desk. Crazy. If you're like that at age 30, imagine how will you be at age 50 or 60? Why don't you start yoga? Another burnout. I ended up in the monastery outside Kathmandu for yoga and meditation. First time I'm home, we had children. My second one had a lot of health issues. They, they told me it was the last day. Deep connection with the universe. And I wish people realized that earlier. When I decided to become a yoga teacher age 55, thinking, can I do it? I'm too old. I can't touch my toes. I do charge for classes. But the most important for me is nevertheless that the people I teach feel better. I want to create a home. I don't even have to do much marketing. My student keeps recommending me to others and others and others. First time in my life where I don't have to try it. Start small and grow. You are your best friend and never stop dreaming. You are on your soul's journey on one side and on the other side you are on a business journey. And in Grow Happy Like a Rich Hippie, we're bringing those two things together. I'm Sonia Williamson, your podcast host, and let's grow happy like a rich hippie. talk to Claude. It's the women on the road time. Oh, Claude, I, I was so touched by our pre-talk and so touched by this story that you were sharing openly and with an open heart. Can you share this, this life story with us to understand how you came to yoga? Sure. My mother left me when I was a newborn. I was three or four weeks old. I was born in the maternal grandparents' house in the south of France. But she uh, was off, she was only 21. She was offered a, a teaching job in Morocco. So she left me and my maternal grandparents couldn't take care of me at the time. They were gardeners and it was the south of France, the full season. So they drove me to the paternal grandparents where I was left there. And I must have felt abandoned because I cried. I was told I cried all the time. Six weeks later, the garden was more quiet. The maternal grandparents drove to pick paternal grandparents brought me there but I continued crying and crying crying and then six weeks later at Christmas so I was born in August and at Christmas my parents came back from Morocco and they had found a place a house and a room and they could welcome the baby finally and they went and they said they didn't recognize me I probably didn't recognize them either I don't know I was only five months they brought me to Morocco by plane we flew there and she went back teaching the next day, leaving me in the loving hands of a Moroccan nanny. I'm sure she was loving, but I cried and I cried and I cried. You understand why? Six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, the hot potato feeling. Where do you belong? Who wants that? Who wants that? That's what I was explaining. When I was in my first job, I was working for a French bank in Germany, mergers and acquisition. Really, really hard, really tough. And I had a burnout after three years of it. Crazy. Three three years just, and you 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 were young. I was yeah, I was young. I, I got my MBA from uh, uh, yeah the, in the US. Uh, I was only age twenty one as well, just like my mom. And then I started 
working for this French bank. Uh, yeah, I was probably 25 or 26 when it happened. I was young. Real burnout, ended up in hospital and on antibiotic. And when I came back two months later, finally I got a sign off from the doctors and I could finally walk again. I arrived at the bank. Someone was sitting at my desk. And when I was told I had been replaced in my absence, you know, this uh, hot potato feeling, who was I didn't belong to anywhere, resurfaced and I felt completely gutted. Even if the bank was quite nice and said, oh, uh, we're not throwing you away, you're not abandoned, we thought you would be better in that position, which is more quiet in credit. For me, nevertheless, it was a failure and I felt rejected. So it was, it was tough and... I did a psychoanalysis in Germany at the time, and all this resurfaced. And then I met my lovely husband, uh, and he's a British, so we moved to the UK. And there I worked for an American investment bank. Another madness, crazy, 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 crazy. And one day, I was feeling a lot of tension everywhere, and the physio said, you know, you need to start moving. If you're like that at age 30, imagine how will you be at age 50 or 60? Why don't you start yoga? Because they, they were offering yoga classes for employees. So I, that's when I started. And I never looked back. Never, never looked back. But when this investment bank, again, it didn't work out, another burnout, and well, it was too tough for me. After a couple of years, and they uh, told me it was not working, so I had to go. So I, I went to uh, Kathmandu, working around the Annapurna, and I ended up in the Kopan Monastery outside Kathmandu for yoga and meditation. And that's the first time in my life where I realized I was home. I said, I have arrived. I'm home. I know what I want to do. I know where I belong. The first time ever where I didn't feel rejected, I felt accepted as I was. How old were I you? Perfection with everything, just accepted. I belonged there. I was by then 32. And I didn't want to go back to the UK. When my husband came to, to, to visit me after a few weeks, I said, oh, I'm going to become, well, you know, Buddhist and live in monastery, and I'm not going back to the UK. Anyway, he was patient. And ultimately, I came back and we had children. The first one, fine, lovely boy, still working in finance, still handling everything, mothers and career. And then my second one, 20 months later, unfortunately, had a lot of um, health issue, very severe issue, born with multiple heart defect. So unfortunately, she spent 18 months in hospital and in the most critical state. Doctors told us it was over for 13 times, 13 times, it was terrible. We had to say goodbye to her 13 times. They said she was sedated. It was a real roller coaster. And, you know, I didn't think about the eldest one who was healthy. I stayed with a baby because each day was dramatic. Each day they told me it was the last day. I didn't know what to do. So I was expressing milk for the baby who couldn't drink anything, was just tube fed. And I was staying in hospital. So the eldest one was only 20 months. He was put in a lovely, loving Montessori nursery, but it's not mum. And then an au pair who used to pick it up in the evening. She was probably very kind, very nice, but it's not mum. But I didn't realize I repeated that pattern. Never realized until now. Now he's 25 and he told me, you know, I'm leaving. I'm going to Australia to work. 
And I said, why so far? And he said, you know, ma'am, I need to find myself. And suddenly I understood everything. I realized, oh my God, it's been full circle. This pattern, you know, feeling that you don't really belong somewhere, feeling you're abandoned, feeling you're rejected, feeling you're not good enough. And for me, yoga really helped me. And that's why ultimately I became a yoga teacher. But my son is young and he needs to find his own path. There were all those challenges. And I, I love how you said this thing about the monastery. So when you came back and, and when you still had those challenges with the kids and where were the pivotal moments of yoga? Of course. So um, I started doing yoga more rigorously as soon as I came back from uh, Nepal. So I was in between. I had the first one, maternity leave and, and the second one. Um, and I realized each time I was in a yoga class that I felt at home. And this feeling of, I know where I come from. I know where I am in the present moment in yoga and I know where I'm going. You know, it's like really mm. full circle, belonging to the universe. Yoga means union, union of the body and the mind, spirit, union, the movement, the asana, rest movement of oneself with the universe. And this, this, this feeling of union, this state of union is time in my life where I'm at peace. I don't have this feeling of where do I belong? I've been rejected. I'm not good enough. I am there. And really, really, Sonia, that's probably why I ended up, I'll tell you later, as a yoga teacher. It's really this feeling I am at home. And I would like everyone, everyone to experience that one day. Because it's a most beautiful feeling. You know where who you are. You know you have gained self confidence. Where does it come from, Claude? Where do you feel it comes from? Well, it it feels first of all, it feels from a deep connection with your body. Because you know, as a as a young child and adolescence and then young person before I discovered yoga, I felt like a snail always carrying my home on my little snail, you know, and you carry everything on your back because you don't belong anywhere. You have moved from place to place and it continues in my life. I wanted to spare you the detail, but all my life, you know, uh, it was there and there and then Morocco and then boarding school, 16 years in Morocco and then a boarding school. I left my parents, I felt rejected again. It was not their fault. There was no school where they left, where they lived. But it's just how I felt. And then I, I, I ended up in France and I didn't know France. I was 16. So I left and I did an MBA at the end of the US, the bottom, deep bottom, south bottom of the, of the US. And then I ended up in Germany without speaking a, a word of German, stayed for eight years and then married a Brit ended up in, in England for, for 25 years. So all my life, I felt I don't really quite belong there. Mm. It's only in yoga that I am at home. And now that I've found this connection with my own body, connection with self-confidence, I can go anywhere and I'll feel at peace, at ease. Because the, the, the disease is the opposite of Ease. Disease means unease. You are not well because you're not at ease. In yoga, I'm at ease, at 
peace, you know. The body and the mind, the body stretches, the body feels wonderful, and the mind is relaxed. Do you know the book of Eric Steifmann saying, Moving in Stillness? So you, you know, it's like moving in, in, in silence, moving in, in stillness. And I love this. And also, Iyengar used to say, my body is my temple, the asanas are my prayers, and it's a deep connection with the universe. That's beautiful. It sounds like, you know, from those stories that many of us know that running away, and I can, I'm a testament to that. I have been <laughs> trying to run away to places. And I remember once the situation when I was in Barcelona, I was like 18 years or 19. I was there with my backpack. I was alone in the streets. It was raining. You know, there's a specific smell in Barcelona. And I was walking there and seeing those big houses. And it just felt like being a traveler of life all the time. So I also can so much relate to this running away and being out and trying to break away from something. And we never know where we're going to. And how you described it so beautiful, we are going into ourselves, into this yeah. present moment of magic where everything makes sense suddenly, right? That's exactly, exactly. And uh, each time, as I described, each time I had a feeling of rejection in, in my life, which happens probably to everyone. You know, you're not succeeding in everything you do 100% in all the relationships, I wish, but you know, it in all the relationship, in all the careers, in all the job, with all the friendship, there are moments in life where something doesn't work out for everyone. And in my case, I really felt like it was the end of the world. I felt so rejected that I felt so abandoned. I couldn't cope. And it's only in the yoga and the meditation classes or now in my own practice that I can go on. Yeah, I think it's such an incredible journey and how you described it. You actually were longer in the career than me. I think I made 20 years. How much did you do? 33. years. 10 years in banking in Germany and in the UK and then um, 23 years at um, American financial firm um, S&P, Standard & Poor's Rating Services, So uh, as well in finance. So yeah, 33 years. So it took me a long time before I realized I needed to change career. And I wish people realized that earlier. But I had three children by then. One of them had a huge problem. My daughter in the middle. Now she's with us. She leaves. She's fine. She's 23. But she still has a lot of medical issues. And we need to accompany her. And I need to be there for her. And uh, when I decided to become a yoga teacher at age 55, it was still um, a, a leap of faith because I was thinking, can I do it? I'm too old. Can I do this? I'm totally inflexible. I can't touch my toe because I've been at a desk for 33 years in my life. I did some yoga, of course, but like once or twice a week, nothing serious. Is it not crazy to, to believe you can become a yoga teacher? And now I'm 60. Look at me. I'm teaching 10 to 12 classes a week. I did my business plan. The first year was to start teaching. The second year to have a presence online and a website. The third year to host my first yoga retreat. Now I hosted even two. It's even better plan. Hosted one uh, in the summer for the summer solstice. Another one for autumn equinox. 
And it, it, it grows and grows and grows because I try to share this passion of yoga. Asana, of course, feeling better, stretch, but also the stillness, the being in the present moment, being connected, um, you know, meditation, pranayama, the philosophy of yoga. It's not just the asana, it's, it's a whole holy. Yes, of course, I do charge for classes, but the most important for me is nevertheless that the people I teach feel better. That's my only main goal. My goal is I want them, really, really want them to feel better. I want them, I want to create a home for them in the, within their body. I want them to connect with themselves. I want them to be proud of themselves. You know, I want all these women, I teach a few men, but it's mainly women. I want all these women to feel proud of themselves, self-confident, reconnected with their body, all in their menopause and all the issues we have. No, that's right. I want them to be proud, strong, happy, happy. I want them to, yes, to be calmer. And uh, um, if I could create a home inside of their own body, that's that's what I, I would. That's what I aim to do. That's what I try to do. Yeah. I want them feel they can overcome all their challenges. I've got younger ones who have challenges with their children and burnout. I've got elder ones who have challenges with their body and injuries. And I want all of them to feel good, better. You do, right? I mean, you told me a little bit about what this muscly man said to you after he's been into your class, even though you usually teach women, but... Yeah, no, I have a few men, of course, in some of the classes, and he was doing so much bodybuilding, you could see all the muscles so, so big. And he said, oh, I can't, I can't, man, I can't, I can't sit in meditation. No way he could sit cross-legged. So I put all this block and all this cushion. He was sitting on the little mountain of stuff. And at the end, you know, when uh, he left the class and I said, are you all right? You think? He said, I've never felt so good, so good in my whole life. And I looked at him and smiled and I said, this is yoga, you know, for, for you. There's this funny story that my yoga teacher told me once. Um, a guy living on Ibiza, shaved head, amazing, amazing human being. And he said, look, men's health. <laughs> Everybody is looking at men's health magazines and they're looking at those muscles, you know, and the six pack and you know what? It doesn't matter. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> and then all those people were sitting there. Mm -hmm. First lesson, not really getting it. After three days, they were all like, you could see it in the eyes suddenly, <laughs> like the shift. It does happen. Yeah, maybe the home that you're talking about is the home that you are creating for them to find themselves, you know? I'm not yeah. there to demonstrate that I can stand on my head and I can do this and I can do that, which I learned over the years as a yoga teacher, but it's not the goal. The goal is for them to feel better. I'm, I'm really holding the space for them. I'm there to, to help them create a home and connect with that home inside their body, inside their, it's body, mind and spirit. It goes together. It's almost like when you are working with those people and then you said, of course, ask for money, because it's always this issue of asking for money and you've built this business. So what are your aspirations? How do you see you in this business now and where do you want to go? What are your dreams, visions, ideas? Well, I'm a 
Lucky, lucky place where currently I don't even have to do much marketing for my classes. My actual student keeps recommending me to others and others and others. <laughs> it's fantastic. I almost have to say no. So this is the best place for when <laughs> place where people recommend you and you don't have to work hard or try hard. That's the first time in my life where I don't have to try. It just happens. You have to believe and trust that it's coming. So now, for instance, I'm leaving for Australia and India for a yoga and Ayurvedic retreat in India and Australia, my son. And um, uh, I just find a replacement. I don't want to leave my students uh, on their own. But who would have thought when I started at um, my teacher training at 55 that at age 60 I would have so many students that find a replacement i mean it's a great place to be so i don't want to be too ambitious but if i dare tell you what my dream is my dream would be to bring my lineage which is called ishta to france ishta means integrated science of hatha it's classic hatha tantra tantric philosophy and ayurveda and it was created in south africa in the u.s by alan finger and he has trained hundred and thousand of, of, of teachers over the years he's still well and alive living in florida but he's trained and teaches ishta center only in the uk in sweden and in germany in berlin so london stockholm there and i say what about france paris is the obvious place and i moved from the uk living in france and i'd love to become the ambassador and create uh, this um, with them of course with all their teachers uh, to create here uh, ishta um, yoga training but of course it's very very ambitious because i'm still a new yoga teacher so we'll see if i can uh, develop this dream and make it happen but it's good to have a dream whatever i age i say to women don't stop dreaming because the day you stop dreaming probably die it's good to always aspire for more <laughs> oh claude what a wonderful conversation say for finishing it off i would like to ask you the final question what would you like to as a one sentence one insight one thing for our audience to remember from this conversation well I'll, two quick first first one is it's never too old to start was it yoga or anything else never too old to start that's my own lesson never too old believe in yourself you can do it And the second thing is, do take yourself. You are your best friend. You, each human being, take care of yourself. Take time in the day, every day. It could be five minutes, ten, or an hour for you. Start small and grow. So if they can start a little practice, very gentle yoga, they can my videos if they want on Instagram or YouTube or they can call me they can call their best yoga friend or teacher next door you know everyone has someone in their community teaching yoga they can take learn the basic and then do it a bit at home take some time or take a bath they don't want to do yoga put a candle take time for yourself you are your best friend and never stop dreaming yeah Eventually, doing a little bit every day is better than nothing at all. Exactly. <laughs> And it could be just five minutes. 
wake up every morning with a gratitude practice, smile all the time, and things will happen. That's what I'm trying to tell them. This is beautiful. Beautiful last words, Claude. Thank you so much for Thank this interview. You so much. Thank and you for let's together grow happy <laughs> like a rich hippie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Namaste. <laughs>